0: The NetBank Business Accelerator guides entrepreneurs to build future-proof businesses beyond external threats, beyond internal challenges. Here's one of our success stories. Welcome to another series of podcasts from Business Accelerators. In this particular series, we're going to look at one of the most difficult things that really revolve in the personal lives of business owners, and that is the relationship of partnerships. It's hard to start a business on your own, and when you have a great partnership, there's nothing like it. But sometimes, partnerships don't outlast the business. Things happen, things go wrong. It's happened to all of us, we've all experienced moments of it, and how you deal with them determines whether that business will grow into the asset of value to look after you into your future and those around you. Joining me on the line now is Greg Burtish from True Blue Travel. Greg started the business in 1998. He has traversed some of the most difficult times that any industry could face being in the travel sector with the onslaught of technology all around him. Greg, you started the business with partners. How did you pick your partners and how did the partnership develop and evolve?
1: Uh, thanks Pablo, yes. The partners sort of picked me. I was offered a role in a partnership in a, in a fledgling business that was very small and uh, I was offered the a- a job really and I said well I would come in with lots of experience and I would come in as a partner and that's the only way I'd get involved and they said great let's start this thing and let's get it going and that's how it started I did know my partners on a personal level but not very well and I was the operation side of it so I did most of the work and they had put in some finance in the beginning and I ran the business from home at first and then it, it developed and we got better known and we took office space and it grew from there But it was a partnership that was, in my opinion, quite one-sided and I didn't have the financial backing and input that I I wanted and I felt I was doing most of the work, which is often the case when it comes to partners. And although it was all amicable and it went down very well, you know, the other guys were in their own big, larger businesses and they were doing it as a sideline thing. So it was more of a travel business on the side that gave them perks to go traveling free, which is fantastic. And that's why we all got into it, because of the perks of travel and the love for travel. But they were an accountant and uh, scientists and involved in other things and other big business. So some of the changes I wanted to make in the way I wanted to run it didn't quite gel with them and eventually I ended up getting quite sick, being infected by a tropical bacteria and having spent a bit of time in hospital and when I came out of that and got through that I realised that I was either going to go on my own or I needed to buy them out and that's really what I did.
0: So Greg, that must have been a really good time for self-reflection because the moment you're out of the noise and the moment you're away from the environment it does give you time to think and I think especially given that, if, if you were hospitalized it must have been quite a serious illness i guess
1: no no it was a very very rare and serious illness and uh, i had that open heart surgery because of this bacteria that ate away my heart fell and i was very sick and i nearly died and uh, little did i know that it would come back five years later again and i would spend over 200 days in hospital so at that time i didn't know that but i had time to to reflect yes and it it became a positive and i made my stand and i and i brought my partners out when
0: When you were in hospital greg busy thinking about it who ran the business and who kept the business up and running
1: No, that was the problem. They didn't step in because they had their own full-time job, so they managed it from afar, but the business really suffered, and I had to rely on staff to run it, and that was part of the problem. When I came back out, I realized that there was no one who was going to step in and you know, the benefits were there for partners. But if something really went down, I was the key player and my name was attached to it. So I realized that, you know, if I was going to carry on in this field, it would have to be under my own steam on my own uh, terms. And that's and I think because I nearly lost my life. I You know, it was a good thing. And I realized that's where I needed to put my, my stake in the ground and say that's where I'm going. And that was the option they had. They could have bought me out or I could have bought them out and I ended up buying them out.
0: Was there a buy-sell agreement already established in the partnership agreement? Did you have a partnership agreement or was it just yeah, a negotiating did- position? Yes, and
1: I'm, I've always been quite good about that. So, yes, there was a partnership agreement. But, you know, the business was not in a good way at the time. It was actually in debt at the time. So I basically took over the debt. I knew that there was value in the name and the intellectual property, but it was quite hard to put a, a figure to that because the name was very attached by that stage already to my name because I've been involved in that kind of industry and I've traveled and I've competed around the world and I had quite a following already and was known for being a guru in this, in this sort of travel industry, in the adventure travel industry. So it was quite hard for them to take it on without me anyway and uh, they knew that our would have started up somewhere else.
0: Given the opportunity to reflect back, you know, they say hindsight you're always wiser. What would you have done differently in the same set of circumstances if you go right back to the beginning?
1: No, I don't think I would have done anything different because I would, you know, you wouldn't have known, and I didn't know, you know, that that was a curveball with that with that uh, bacteria that I was thrown. What I did do after that is, afterwards, quite quickly, I sold a share of my of that business that I bought to a big national travel company and went into the corporate world, which, in in hindsight, there was a big mistake. On paper, a good idea. And they were to run my finances and my payroll and I was going to use all their IT and infrastructure and uh, I was going to run the business from an operational side and from the product development side and they were going to handle all the accounts and payroll and all the things that I didn't like doing and wasn't good at. And that that went on and worked quite well for a while and we grew quite nicely and we opened offices in Joburg and Durban and it seemed like it was going the right way but then I ended up, I found myself being dragged into being the one person who was doing everything and dealing with staff issues and running a business that was growing quite quickly and although the big partners had all the facilities to assist me they weren't and in the end they weren't even doing their side they you know, weren't even holding up their side of the bargain and in, in running the finances all the payroll correctly and we actually got into a bit of trouble when they eventually tried to well they did sell out to a big company care Bear tourism eventually and because they owned a 50 percent share of us i suddenly got sucked into the real big corporate world of big business and i had big boys walking into my office literally calling the shots and that's when i suddenly realized how scary the big wide world is and what uh, big corporates do and don't do and uh, they literally put a gun to my head and said, you will be doing this now, you're our partner and you'll be hiring and firing who we say and you'll be running the business as we say and that became a big wake up call to me and it was one of the worst times of my life because there even legally I was right, they didn't care and uh, I had to literally go to court and get big lawyers involved and I had to find, eventually found this. luckily I found a loophole where they had dropped the ball and there was a legal issue with financials that hadn't been signed off and I Actually, could get out of it after a while, but it was a very scary time. And realizing how the big boys play, and a contract and partnership agreement, which. Stands in black and white actually means nothing, nothing to the big boys because they literally told me that they could drag it out in court for years and sink me, and that was my new partner. So yeah, you've got to be very careful. And I've, I've been through the works now, and I've learned, and I would be very careful going in as a partner with a big company. If
0: you had the opportunity again, and you thought that the big partner mm-hmm. would be valuable, what would your approach be in order to try and forecast and foresee the issues that you experienced in the past? Uh,
1: I, I would sell out uh, as a whole. I'd get out, and I'd let them buy me out. 100% or you got to make sure that you get your, your money out up front and not become beholden to them where you are tied in a lot and, and as you know a lot of businesses that is their problem they get bought out by a big international company, a lot of the advertising agencies have this issue where they get approached by a big international company that say we'll buy you, you guys out, you, we've done so well, you've worked so much but we'll pay you out a quarter of the value now and, and then you'll have a buyout in the next five years and the problem is there you end up working for these guys and the company you've run for so many years, how you like to, suddenly you're being dictated to and you suddenly become an employee again. And a lot of the time, these companies then actually don't do as well as they were doing and they go backwards and you end up not getting your buyout at all because the company does so badly after that. So you end up working for someone else and getting out a small portion of what what would have valued that.
0: And I can imagine that the time it burnt up, the mind space it burnt up, the stress that it burnt up, all of that could have been converted into something far more productive I
1: guess. 100%. I mean, I was at a stage there where, you know, in retrospect I sh- you know, I didn't want to liquidate but my only way to get out of the situation was almost to liquidate and put them on the back foot and then walk away but I didn't want that black mark hanging over my name because it would have been my name that went with the liquidation. So I actually ended up eventually finding a loophole and buying them out for the price that I valued it at not their price that they wanted purely because I found a loophole where they had to have documents and financial signed off for their whole deal to go through so luckily I found a way but it cost me as you said it cost me months of, of major major stress and lots of money and a lot of negative time so so yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't get myself into that situation again.
0: Excellent, Greg. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your insight and thanks for your being real. Well, that was quite a story from Greg Bertish from True Blue Surf. And I can tell you one thing. I have seen it often before. This idea that you get into partnership with people who all love the sector and industry you're in is a great start because passion really matters over there. But if you don't have aligned agendas, if you don't have aligned circumstances, in Greg's case, his former partners both had other businesses. They both had alternative forms of income. For Greg, it was all in. The relationship itself was not aligned and not balanced. And even though they might have produced the funding to support this, well, the role of a funding partner should not necessarily be operational. When you look for a partner, you're looking for skill, you're looking for operational support, you're looking for funding, you're looking for relationships, you're looking for market access, whatever it is that you're looking for, define it very clearly and draw the lines. When you're running the business and your partners are sleeping partners, then their roles are that of shareholders. You as a director are responsible for building their business. Their roles as shareholders is to support the business, meet on some sort of regular basis and say, we are happy with our investment. We are not. In the instance that there aren't, buy them out or offer to sell out yourself. But don't ride a rotten relationship. It draws your energy. It draws your passion. It draws the most valuable thing ever which is time, because that we can never get back. I'm Pavlo Fatidis, and thank you again for joining us on this series of podcasts, brought to you by Nedbank, under the Nedbank Business Accelerator on both 702 and Cape Talk.